and welcome to another episode of All That Film. Uh, all right, uh, so we're going to get straight into it with Wonder Woman 84. Uh, for those of you uh, that are coming here for the first time uh, and don't know, this is uh, the 84th installment of Wonder Woman. Yes, it's crazy. <laughs> that uh, between the five years, they've come out with 83 Wonder Womans. But, and they just hey, keep over... bringing back Steve Trevor. Just let him die. They <laughs> keep doing it. Um, you know, yeah, in, uh, in, uh, it's a crazy fact, hey, in 84 films, this is actually the 65th time he has been resurrected from the dead. Um, oh, nice. The poor man. Movie. <laughs> when will he they just... learn? <laughs> After after the the 50th time, he just comes back and he's like, again, really? Uh, he's you like, know, please, how did I get here? <laughs> and they're like, Steve, we got to tell you about the, about hippies in the 70s. And he's like, I don't want to know about magnet that. Magnet man's here, and he's gonna rip out all the magnets. And Steve's like, I don't even know what a magnet is. I'm what from World heck? War II. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're. <laughs> We're joined uh, with Todd, Margo, and Spy uh, to talk about this movie. Uh, and just as a preface, real quick, I know there's some people uh, that really enjoy this movie, and we are not taking away anything from that. Uh, but just, again, to preface, uh, we're not the most high on this movie as a whole. Um, we will get into some positives. Uh, I, I guess I'll start um, a couple positives of note. I like Kristen Wiig uh, conceptually. I think she's a very funny <laughs> actress and uh, normally I, I like her in most things like skeleton twins, bridesmaids. Uh, I think she's good here, but I almost, it's difficult because I almost got to a point where I'm like, wait, I kind of want this movie to be about Kristen Wiig. Um, and we can get into some of the negatives of why I got to that point, but uh, I actually like some of the things she does with her characters. Uh, we've, we've talked in another chat about some of the weird uh, things, spoiler wise that they do with that character. But for the most part, I was like, yeah, Kristen Wiig's good. Uh, Pedro Pascal again, conceptually, I like Pedro Pascal. Um, I, I don't necessarily, and my other host will probably get into this, I don't necessarily agree with people saying he is a Trumpian type villain um, because I don't think that's what the movie's going for besides maybe the first five minutes. Um, but I like another, I like one character that gets brought back, but it's in the trailers and it's, even if you didn't see the trailers, it's on every piece of perso of uh, promotional material they have. I like Steve Trevor. Um, I'll just say it's it's odd the way they use his character, uh, but I like the weird dynamic uh, switch that they do with Steve Trevor and Diana, um, and I like that they switch it to to Steve being the fish out of water now. I think that's a good idea. But Todd, what are positives that that you have about this movie? Oh wow, um, I like Gal Gadot in this role personally. I think she looks like Wonder Woman and just feels like Wonder Woman. I generally speaking think she's good at that. And I liked her in the first movie. Uh, so uh, I think that's a general positive of it. The chemistry between her and Chris Pine, I think is like a decent pro to it. And some of the, <laughs> I mean, these, I, I, I don't know how to describe this. Some of the fish out of water stuff with Chris Pine was pretty funny. Um, like to me, the most enjoyable part of the movie was Chris Pine adjusting to the time, even though I think it could have been funnier. I liked some of that stuff. So those are positives about the movie. Nice. Right. Uh, Margo, what are some positives you have about 84th film of this, uh, franchise? Yeah. Uh, I agree mostly with Todd. I think the best part was him like trying on eighties clothes and like learning <laughs> things about the eighties. Uh, I liked uh, Robin Wright for like the two minutes she was there. <laughs> she was cool. Good for her for being uh, a hot uh, lady, I guess. Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
Oh, I was thinking of all the stuff I was going to say. Honestly, it just might be those two things. And Steve Trevor Funny Man are the only two positives. That yeah, Robin say. Wright Hot, <laughs> Steve Trevor Funny Man. That's it. Oh, that's good. I agree as well. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Spy, what are some positives you have from Wonder Woman 84? Yeah. I've got a few positives. Um, I kind of agree. I think Kirsten Wig was pretty good. And I thought her character, eh, towards the end, it got weird. But generally, I thought her character was actually pretty decent. And it actually felt like the character had, like, an actual arc compared to others um, in the movie. So that was nice. Um, yes. Very superficial, but I just really enjoyed the opening scene and watching all those badass women like run around and shoot arrows okay. and beat the <laughs> shit out of each other. Yes, please, more of that. Um, I thank you, that I thank think- you for mentioning that. I, I was yeah, just going to mention real quick. Yeah, I I completely I actually forgot that happened at the beginning of the movie until Margot brought up Robin Wright, and I was like, oh yeah, the beginning's great. <laughs> Yeah, the beginning scene the is clearly CGI crowd. Oh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> you don't need to worry about that. PS2, you can give me PS2 graphics for crowds. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I kind of agree with Todd that I do think that Gal Gadot is good in the role as Wonder Woman. And I do generally like just seeing the character of Diana Prince or Wonder Woman because I think that, you know conceptually she's just a decent (laughs) character and i i just enjoy watching her um and then like in terms of i don't know the best thing that i can say about the movie is it definitely has like a heart behind it like it has an emotional resonance but if you saw my letterbox review i said this movie was all heart no brain so that's kind of my stance (laughs) on it (laughs) that's kind of my stance The himbo of superhero movies. The himbo, yeah. the himbo superhero movie. Oh man. No, but I think it's great that you you brought up specifically uh, uh, the beginning, but also like the a couple of those other ideas, especially the the heart thing. I do completely get that people are like, oh, well, this is like reminiscent of early like uh, Donner super Superman movies, which yeah. I'll fess up real quick. I have not seen the Donner superhero or the Donner Superman films. Um, oh, I have. They're very good. People should watch them. But yeah. Yeah. I, I want to get to them at one point. They are on like a priority watch list that has gotten too big to be an actual priority watch list at this right. point. Um, this, is, this, is, but, this is very reminiscent of those movies. I would agree with that. For sure. I, so, it looks like it has that feel. Yeah. So the one to me that it it actually, um, and this is probably because I haven't seen the Donner films, uh, admittedly, but the one that's reminded me a lot of is a film I do not like, uh, and this might be an unpopular opinion, I understand that, but I'm not a big fan of the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man, um, okay. and this reminds me heavily of that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys get similar vibes, but... Um, my friend said it was like Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I have not seen, so I don't know if that's accurate or not. I've seen both of those <sighs> movies, and I don't really know, honestly. Like, the Sam Raimi films for me are strange, <laughs> because it's like, I think that they're like decently made movies, but I'm always like, this is just so freaking cheesy every time I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I didn't get like a cheesy vibe off of 84. I got more of like a um oh how to put this <laughs> I just kind of got like a DC vibe off of it. That's <laughs> all I got. Like it's like a it's like DC's better attempts at a superhero movie, and that's not saying much. So <laughs> Oh well uh, I, um, as as a birds of prey stand and okay, a big yeah, birds of prey, birds of prey, yeah, birds of prey, birds of prey, fine. I'm, I, I, I was, I was disappointed by this because specifically, I thought they they'd been on a roll with Aquaman, with uh, and Aquaman. Look, I don't think Aquaman's the best movie by any means, but Aquaman goes insane for a lot of parts, mm-hmm. and I, I give yep. it credit for that, even though it has 
uh, the worst acted scene in all time. <laughs> um, but um, that's besides the point. Uh, but yeah, this is one of the ones that like, it reminded me that like, oh yeah, they don't really have it completely together at this point again, like the DCEU, which is fine. Like I don't need every movie to be, you know, great or whatever, but um, I don't know. Uh, do, you, do you guys, so here's, here's the thing. If we want to talk about some of the negative stuff, I feel like it wouldn't be fulfilling not to do the negative stuff in spoilers just because uh, there's a lot of plot specific stuff. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, let's just, I, I think we can all just throw out like one kind of vague negative thing for anybody who hasn't, uh, seen the movie. Uh, I'll go first. Um, I don't like the way that they navigate, uh, the main <clears throat> MacGuffin in this film. Uh, and I think that is the big source of problems. Uh, Todd, what's, what's probably your biggest negative about this film? I don't like how much they talk. In the film, <laughs> I feel like there was there was a lot of talking, and it's a two and a half hour film, and there was and so much of that is talking. So that was one of my main problems with the film. Gotcha, uh, Margo. What's going to be one of your negatives for this? Uh, my negative is Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> <laughs> I will not elaborate. That's all you gotta say. That's all you gotta say. <laughs> but what's the negative you want to go with? Oh, I have a couple. First off, this movie doesn't have a plot. Well, I mean, it has a plot, but not one worth mentioning. No, um, not. And yeah. um, also, this movie just really, really wants you to understand what the moral is. It tells you outright like five different times throughout the whole yeah. movie what its moral is. It just really wants you to understand. That this, yeah. hey, everybody, this is the theme of the movie. This is the moral right here. Pay attention. And then it does that like six other times. It's like, okay, yeah, thanks. <laughs> we get it. Also, I am convinced that the moral was just a pun with the villain's name. And I'll explain that in spoilers. But, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> All right, Todd, what would you give this movie out of 10? Uh, four. Okay. Uh, Margo, what would you give this movie out of 10? A four. Okay. Uh, Spy, what would you give this movie out of ten? Like a four and a half, five, something like that. Nice. Uh, I went with a whopping uh, two out of ten. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I, I have a lot wrong with this, which is why I, I said we should be pretty vague. Um, and for anybody, hey, uh, there might be uh, a couple of reviews me and Todd did on the side about after we collided and... Uh, uh, we can be heroes. Another superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I for, uh, unapologetically uh, have rated higher than this very film. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to see that, uh, just wait for the time codes, uh, and you can skip to that at the end of the episode. But uh, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers for Wonder Woman '84. So if you haven't seen Wonder Woman '84 in the '83 films that came prior, uh, now is your time to leave uh, because I'll let Margot go first. Now that the cats. Out oh of the boy. bag. Is that a pun? Oh, oh, Margo, what? Okay. Go ahead and guide us on right. so, this being spiritually connected to the Cats franchise. All right. So we were like, me and my roommate, AJ, we watched it together, and we were like an hour and a half into the movie, and we were like, why are they crediting Kristen Wiig as Cheetah? Like, she's evil, but she's not a Cheetah. She doesn't have any of the power. She has Wonder Woman's powers. Why is she being credited as Cheetah? And then the last 10 minutes happened. Uh, and she was like on the screen with Pedro Pascal. And he was like, don't you want to be the best? And I said out loud, haha, like an apex predator. And then she said, like an apex predator. And I was like, oh, she's going to be Cheetah. And then she, and she turned into a, a, a Cats 2019 reject uh, with more hair. <laughs> But you know what I really want to know is who on planet Earth that Pedro Pascal stole, like, the power from, did she get to actually turn into the cheetah? What because... I mean was she already made a wish with the stone. She wished to be, like, Wonder Woman. And then she can get another wish to be, like, a cheetah? That's not fair. That's yeah. two wishes. 
You didn't see it, but there's a deleted scene where she like shows Pedro Pascal her secret stash of like furry art, and she was like, "Man, I just really love this." <laughs> when they're here. making art in her office, yeah, yeah. She's like, "What's that?" Like that pointing at the stone, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, this," and pulls out her binder of like fursona commissions. No, no, no. They were making out in her office, and they accidentally <laughs> tripped into a closet, and like her cheetah fursuit like fell on them, and she was like, "Oh God, my secret has been revealed." And he just like gave it to her later. The worst, in the part, the worst part is after that, uh, I guess Pedro Pascal would have to convince some random stranger to be like, hey, you really want Kristen Wiig to be a furry, huh? And he's like, no. Don't, he's like, wish for it. Pilot. And he's like, hey, don't you wish she was a cheetah? <laughs> don't you wish she was a weird Pedro, cheetah? Pedro, Pas Pedro Pascal goes up to some dude, even though it's 1984, and he's like, hey, have you seen cats? You want that, right? <laughs> you don't know what it is, but you're gonna love it. Yeah, you uh, wish for it, right? So, you wish uh, for that no, he wishes for someone else in 1984 to have the knowledge of cats 2019, and then he asks that person to wish for Kristen Wing to be like a cat from cats 2019. <laughs> Oh, so here's another thing just while we're on this cat fight thing. I actually don't mind the fight if if they put more of the budget in that because I think that's a sure. that's actually a highlight for me um, just because it was cool seeing Wonder Woman like head-to-head -head fight someone. And, okay, as much as Margot is correct, this is a cat's reject CGI thing, I will say – it's better than CGI uh, David Thewlis as Ares. Um, so hey, oh, big God. strides for the yeah. Wonder Woman franchise. Yeah. You just you just activated a war flashback I mean, when you the said CG that. In general, yeah. this movie was god awful. Yeah, I yeah. This, you know what they spent sure. their budget on? Whenever Wonder Woman jumped like a normal person, uh, she would leap sixty feet into the air. Yep. And like you would think if she jumped that high, then it would have an impact on the ground. Like there would be like cracks or like footprint marks because she left such an indentation from like pushing down so hard to jump off the ground. But from like jumping so high in the world. Yeah. yeah, but she jumps like a hundred feet in the air and then lands like normally, like as if she hasn't fallen a hundred feet. She's just like, I'm just gonna gracefully step down onto the ground right now. Yeah, it was Wonder, a great Wonder Woman's gonna have some problems then. Did this movie get screwed in budget? Like, uh, because it, budget it really. Two hundred million dollars. What did they do then? Because it's a real issue that we've, I mean, discussed a little bit already. But this whole movie doesn't look that great. Like, and uh, I, I just find bad. that very weird. Uh, I just find that yeah. strange for a movie like this, and it looks bad so, compared so to superhero movies of of this time, even. Yeah. You know, the thing that I will throw out for that, Todd, that is the only thing I would give is maybe like a little bit of a fair pass. Mm. Is I, do, I know Warner Bros. of the studios. They were like one of the ones to have people like come in last, um, like from COVID stuff. So sure. Wonder Woman 84 was probably still being edited when COVID went down, I'd assume, like just being glossed and checked over. Um, okay. With with that said, I'm pretty sure they still had time. I I don't know if like I don't know when they started from like COVID stuff, but yeah, it, it looks bad. The thing the thing I was going to mention just with that fight, um, the movie hints at Wonder Woman's wings for a while, and they're this ancient relics that's passed down forever, and then she loses them within the first like. Yeah, Thirty seconds of like, it was like this suit is gonna protect, like it protects uh, this lady for like years, like it never broke. And then Kristen Wiig with her fucking cat claws, like beat it up and cat like, claws two two seconds. <laughs> I thought this was the strongest armor in the world. Is it not yeah. cat claws? <laughs> Lest like, we nope. forget the literal flashback of like three hundred dudes bashing on those wings like earlier in the movie. And then she's Kristen Wiig with her fucking furry claws is just like, no! She's it's not the gone now. What's the opposite of plot armor? Like, plot claws? Like, is that what those are? Like, she just ripped them apart? <laughs> spears? I don't know. Yeah. That was just so funny to me because I... They, they seem to be really... Okay, so here's two things that I didn't really like, and this isn't the movie's fault. 
but it's definitely a detriment uh, for like my viewing experience. One, they tell you from the get-go, I could not avoid this. And I was like, okay, I know there's something on the internet and I tried to look past it. It's on, it was on every website, every Twitter thing that Steve Trevor's back. And the movie makes you try to like, be like, oh, isn't it crazy that Steve Trevor's back? And it's like, yeah, I know that. You were putting it everywhere. Like, yeah, how is this supposed to be to bring him back? And then they did and I was like, that was a really dumb way to bring him back. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I completely agree with you. <laughs> All I can think of the- is, okay, so there's like this old show called Ghost Whisperer, right? And I don't know if any of you oh. have ever seen it, but my mom used to watch it all the damn time. And it was about this lady who was a medium and she could see ghosts and whatever. But anyways, there is an episode where her fiance dies, but he doesn't want to die. So in order to prevent his death, he jumps into a different body and then she marries the dude who like oh he jumped into the body of but like it's still him and that's all i was thinking about <laughs> during that whole thing with steve being in the other dude's body <laughs> was that freaking <laughs> episode of ghost whisperer i'm glad you mentioned that because that's that's where i was heading with that too uh why did they choose a random guy's body to put steve uh, trevor in does that count as assault because they had sex I forget I forget where I saw this, but someone was like, oh, I think it was on Reddit. Someone was like, man, if the movie ended with with Wonder Woman just being like, hey, you got a nice package, I would give this a 10 out of 10. And I was like, yeah, wait, that <laughs> is a thing that happened in this movie. Yes. <laughs> wow. It um it was awkward, but I'm, I am glad they brought him back at least because he was the best part of the movie. Like when yeah. I think about yeah. what the like, scene for sh- oh sorry, go ahead. The movie, the part where he's just so happy about an escalator is my favorite part in the entire movie. Like when he's riding on the escalator and just smiling in wonder at how the world has changed just makes me laugh. And in general, I'm glad he was there. I, I can't wait to see how they bring him back next film because they need to. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that the scene in isolation where, um, you know, she's hurt and she's weak and he's, like, trying to tell her that she has to, like, let him go as the world is, like, in chaos all around them. Like, that scene mm-hmm. by itself is pretty good. And, like, it felt like you felt it. I'd say great. Yeah. yeah. Here's here's my problem with the how the wishing worked. I thought, so so <laughs> she, she wishes for Steve back great. Then Kristen Wiig wishes to be like Wonder Woman. And as Diana's powers are getting less, like Kristen Wiig's powers are getting better. So I thought, oh, Kristen, by Kristen Wiig wishing for this, she's like siphoning Wonder Woman's powers away. I agree with and, you. And then they didn't do that. And I was like, that this is worse. You should have done it the yeah. other way. Which, okay, so, so that leads me to another point is this movie makes random goons just random cannon fodder. They shoot and, like, make Wonder Woman bleed? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I guess. But, like, I just think the movie is so concerned, I guess, with Steve Trevor having some importance in a battle. And it's like, guys, just don't have him fight. Like, I don't need to see him drive a tank. And then he's like, hey, Wonder Woman, I saved you. No worries or whatever. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I would have rather seen, like, Wonder Woman take on like, a group of goons on her own because, like, she's one of the most yeah. powerful people in this universe. <laughs> I liked when yeah. they were shooting at their car, like, at the hood. Like, clearly at the hood and not at the windshield <laughs> where the two people in the car were sitting. <laughs> yeah, that was Like, good. how bad are you at aiming? Just go up a little. They're evil, but they're not that evil. <laughs> when she got shot, yeah. When she got shot by the thug, it just made me wonder, like, how the hell did you make it through no man's land that one time in the first? Yeah, film? exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I think the like, I think she got like shot and damaged because she was losing her powers. Like, yeah, I think she's gotten it, shot yeah. before and she, like didn't show up because she's a god. Well, no, remember in the mm. first movie, she got, like, hurt. No, you're right. Just healed, like, super quickly. Yeah. But, and, like, like, as soon as she renounced like, her, her wish, she healed instantly. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so no, you're right. I'm my wrong. Question, my question, I guess, with that is I think they should have done some reworking because when she renounced her powers, she still has a difficulty fighting this random Wonder Woman wannabe. So that, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then, okay, so when Kristen Wiig becomes the cheetah, does she still have Wonder Woman's powers or is she just a cheetah? I don't know. I think she's a gelatin. Like, did she, I did she renounce her wish and then be like, okay, new wish? That's 2019. I will become unstoppable. <laughs> I have the power of God oh. and Mr. Mustafa on think, my side. I don't think Kristen Wiig ever actually said that she renounced her wish. No, they didn't show it. But, like, because the cheetah like rec- is supposed to be like a recurring villain. They gotta, they gotta have a villain to come back. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're gonna be like, oh, she didn't do it. Haha. <laughs> Are cheetahs XD. immune to electricity? Because yes. she yes. should have died. That's the thing about cheetahs. <laughs> so were Amazons, apparently. Okay, well, okay, it, would so- make, it would make enough sense for Diana because she's literally like the daughter of Zeus, so whatever, I'll give that one a pass. But cheetahs, apparently, are immune from electricity. I didn't know that. that, that oh, I, I would have liked it better. I would have liked it better if when they fell into the water, Kristen Stewart was like, Cats hate Kristen water, Stewart? and the Kristen Stewart. Kristen Wiig. Excuse me. Imagine if she was played by Kristen Stewart. I read that um, on IMDb in the trivia. Would... Sarah Paulson wanted Kristen Wiig's role. Can you imagine? <gasps> oh, if Sarah Paulson That's... instead. Jeez. I I might have given this movie a one out of ten. <laughs> I just don't. I like. I wouldn't want to see Sarah Paulson kissing a man. I would have looked away in horror. I wouldn't want to see uh, Kristen Wiig kissing a man. <laughs> yeah. um, but Let Todd, what were you going to bring up? Oh, go for it. No, go for it. Who's going for it? Not me. <laughs> okay. I was just going to say, by the time we got to the end of the film, all right, I was having a lot of oh shit moments, but there were two early in the film or earlier in the film. And that's when I knew I was in for a fun time going forward. The first one, and this is my grand conspiracy theory about why the theme of the movie is what it is. All right. You get that cool opening scene and you see hot Robin Wright grab young Diana and pulls her to the side and is like, you can't win because you cheated cheaters don't get ahead diana and then like my brain just kind of processed that for a few minutes and i was like wait a second isn't the main villain of this movie called the cheetah oh god it's a pun she cheated (laughs) so now she's the cheetah and i lost my my for about five minutes (laughs) they should have said it they should have said it in Boston, so then, like, when they said cheater, yeah. it would have been said with a Boston accent, so, so it would have been, like, cheater. I am, con- I, am, I am convinced that that is the only reason that they made the theme of the movie what they did, is because she cheated to get her power, so she's literally a cheetah. So that's my grand conspiracy theory. My second oh, oh shit boy. moment, my second oh shit moment later in the movie was when... I was kind of vibing with the movie at first, okay? I was kind of like, yeah, okay, I can, like, see this, like, you know, going somewhere that I can, like, get behind and enjoy myself. And then they get in the jet, and Diana's just like, oh, shoot, silly me, I forgot about radar and missiles. (laughs) And then I'm like, what? And then she's like, I'm gonna try to do a thing now that I've only done once before because my daddy gave me special powers and then boom (laughs) invisible jet and I'm like you've gotta be fucking kidding me this is how we're doing this now and then they they fly a plane and then they fly a plane through fireworks I don't know if you guys know anything about aviation but that is definitely a no no that you do not do (laughs) how do you know how to fly the plane this is an oh, 80s plane. Okay. And he flew planes no. in the fucking like 1900s. I, I will give that a pass just because this feels like a, a lighthearted, like, oh, we're going to learn a lesson type movie. So, whatever. Because I agree with you, Margot. It makes no sense for a guy that was flying planes 50 years ago to pick it up and be like, this is easy. Um, but the thing that I was going to uh, just 
piggyback off Spy, um, is more than anything with the fireworks, uh, Steve Trevor died in an explosion. And they're like, let's oh, go yeah. and check out the Explosions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's for the plane also. Like, they show Diana gaining access to the building legally. She enters with a key card, like, through multiple yeah, doors. Yeah. And then they steal the plane. Is it not I her know. plane? How yeah. does she have access to this building? And how did she not <laughs> think ahead about the fact that, like, they would know where the plane is and wouldn't want them to steal it. So and that she has to like, like bullshit pull out this Deus Ex Machina card of, oh yeah. Yeah, I can make shit invisible now. And they don't even like make anything else invisible, do they? That's no, like the only thing. The What's only the thing? point? Oh, they not. mention, um, they mention that she made a mug invisible. <laughs> like one time. Hey, Margo, Margo, I do have a question. Do you know yeah. anything about and this is I do not care about this in terms of movies. Yeah. But just to preface, do you know about Wonder Woman's like original comic origins or whatever? Well, she had like an invisible jet, didn't she? So that that was the only thing. I feel like someone told Patty Jenkins they're like, "Hey, uh, Wonder Woman has an invisible jet in the comics. Uh, figure out how to work that in." And then they were like, that "Oh, this can this so can be how she oh, learns how to fly," which didn't yeah. make any sense either cuz like she was like, Steve, I don't understand how you can fly so oh, well. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. Fly. You just you just fly. It's easy. And she's like, I know how to fly now. Yeah. I did it. I learned He's how to basically fly. like, I don't know. Basically, you, you jiggle this joystick thingy and then press a couple buttons. And then Wonder Woman's like, that's what I'll do. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, is it as, uh, go for it. Is it, as, is it as simple as DC just needs better writers? Yes. For the most part, yeah. because I made fun of this movie for having so much talking in it. And I don't mind a movie that has a lot of talking in it if the talking is good. But it seems like a board meeting occurred and they're like, we're going to have a lot of talking in this movie. It's going to be more intellectual. But the writers are Patty Jenkins, who also wrote Monster, but that's it. She only wrote one other movie. Um, and then like the other two are just like kind of regular comic writers. Like one of them wrote the expendables and I'm just looking at this and I'm like, you can't write this dialogue heavy, like movie that's supposed to have all of these themes that, you know, should be delivered in a subtle way and not like beat you over the head with it. And they just didn't get the people to support this vision or something. Cause I, it, it just doesn't oh. work. Yeah. And I actually have uh, just, just cause I don't know if you were on IMDb when you were looking at, at that, um, mm. specifically with Geoff Johns, I know, mm -hmm. I think he's like more in the comic realm, which is cool. And I, I understand cause they were trying to switch, like it was heralding their, their narrative. So they had like a quality control guy. Um, sure. I actually like his writing in a lot of the animated stuff. Now with that said, That's... in the live action stuff, he did, he did Aquaman. And then in between there, he did the CW shows, Titans, Flash and Stargirl uh, and Thomas mm -hmm. and Batman. So the thing that I would say is I feel like they took some of the writing from the CW shows and put it in here that it just doesn't work in a lot of cases. Um, sure. And like that's fine. I feel like that's fine in a 25-minute episode that you're like, oh, I'm just going to watch this and have something on. But this is like a, a supposable end-pull film for DC. Like, look, I'm not going to lie. Wonder Woman has not been doing great. Because she, she had Justice League, like, in between this. And Justice League was a dumpster fire for that character. So, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I was just going to throw that out because I think it's some of the CW writing. Because I know a ton of people that throw out the, like, I, I forget what it is. But there's a scene that gets infamously thrown out on Twitter, like, making fun of the CW writing. And, like, I actually, I kind of like the Flash. I don't know is if it, you guys I'm have a weirdo. seen Oh. Uh, that is one. <laughs> he didn't write that, but that that is a good one. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you, Todd. I there's just something where I don't know. Maybe it could have been shrunk down a little bit. Like I'm going to be honest, I I don't think Pedro pa or maybe they need to rework it with his son. Like that whole plot line felt. Misguided or something. It might where, have like, been a little better if his son conveyed any emotion on his face. 
That's true. That whole plot oh, line bit off way more than it could chew. Go for it. No, that whole plot line just bit off way more than it could chew because it's yeah. like you you get it to a point where like the world is just in such utter chaos that there's no such thing as like a simple solution. Like Diana just giving like a heartfelt message on CCTV to like everybody in the world <laughs> to make them like good again. Like that's not how that's going to work, but that's how they did it. <laughs> it's like my son, I love my uh, son. I that didn't make sense to me because how is every person on the earth going to renounce their wish? You know there's going to be one motherfucker who's like, well, I don't know, I really one. like That's this like, bagel uh, I got. Also, why did everybody that we, why did every single person that we saw wish for something, like, selfish? What would have happened if somebody, like, wished for something that was, like, the exact opposite of what somebody else? Like, you saw a bunch of protesters with, like, no more nukes, like, posters and shit. Well, what if some one of them yeah. wished that, like, all yeah, the nukes my in the world disappeared? And I about that. What if, like, we were like, what if someone wishes, like, someone was dead and the other person also wishes they were dead? Or, like, what if someone's like, I wish Mary was in love with me, and then Mary's like, I wish Chad would leave me the fuck alone. Like, would it cancel out? What would happen? <laughs> well, this gets to a problem I have, like, with it, which is that, uh, is this based off of, does anybody know, like, an actual Wonder Woman comic book story? Or is this an original uh, story? Uh, this is where- Uh-huh. Uh-oh, I lost <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he died. He died. Well, he's dead. I just want to mention that they totally queer baited us with Kristen Wiig and Gal Gadot. That's all I have to say. Yeah, they did. Oh yeah, I really was hoping that she was gonna like. They ask went her on a whole something. last date, and for I what? Know. Like, come on! Wonder Woman grew up on an island of hot women. There's no exactly. way she's not at think, least like, a little bi. I think in the comics no. she's bi. I think all of the Amazons are, like, in the comics. Legally, if you're not, they exile you. <laughs> yeah, no, no heteros allowed. I'm yeah. here, Skira. <laughs> also, I didn't know how to bring this up, but I, I just wanted to state the very obvious stunt dolls when she rescues those children in Egypt. Oh, yeah, I was like, expecting the so kids... I was expecting the kids to be, like, screaming because they just got whisked off their feet by a strange woman who, like, grabbed them as a car was barreling towards them. But instead, the little girl was, like, peacefully tucked together. Well, the yes, little doll was, like, peacefully so tucked her chest. <laughs> and she looks so happy. If that were me, I'd be like, holy shit! What the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then she lands on the ground with them and it's like it's clearly like a mannequin hand like sticking out of the sleeve. Like it's like that, yeah, it's like that mannequin from um the end of the Catwoman movie where the villain falls <laughs> Oh, he's dead. He'll be back in a Rip. sec, I'm sure. This is our podcast now. Yeah, welcome to our podcast. Um Oh man, this movie just has so much wrong with it. It does. <laughs> it's like impressive. Like it's impressive how bad the CGI is. Like what did they yeah. do? What yeah. did they spend their money on? And with hey, what hey said like about COVID and stuff impacting us, it was supposed to come out in the summer. And then they moved it to December, so theoretically they had more time to work on this. And Based on what I know from like other companies like Disney and Pixar, they like sent their crew home with their computers so that they could keep yeah. on stuff. And I would assume a giant company like Warner Brothers could do the same. So like, I don't know if they have an excuse for why it looks so bad besides like budget. It's gonna age even worse. Oh, That's yeah. the thing. Like, this movie just has no staying power. It's just not a. F I in my review, I refer to it as the Thor, the Dark World of the DC universe. It's like <laughs> not not necessarily like the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's just so forgettable. And it's just like, all right, well, yeah, like okay, you're saying that, that there was a lot of talking. Like I remember there being a lot of talking, but I don't remember what they talked about at all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Also, is there a reason that Diana just like let go of the lasso of truth while she was in the car fight in Egypt? Like she just kind of just it just kind. Remember when she she, she swooped the kids? Like oh, out I of think the it was that she lost her grip because she was losing her powers. 
I mean, I guess so, but I didn't realize that like holding on to a piece of rope was like necessary Amazonian warrior goddess powers. I thought that was something you just kind of did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can hold on to a rope, but like, I don't know how good at it I'd be. Yeah, still. I'm got- back. Hi, hey. I missed you, hey. I think you were talking about the scene where I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm done. The the Egypt. Oh, there's there's kids playing soccer in the on the highway. Why didn't they run oh like off of the road instead of continuing to run down the road? Yeah. Like some of the kids did run off of the road. It was just those two that were like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna outrun this tank. Yeah. Well, what a what a Darwinist take on this scene. We uh, <laughs> had done it a little conceptually different where like Diana, for whatever reason, jumped really high and they were like about to go down a hill and then the kids couldn't see them or something. Then I'd be like, okay, there's a, a couple leaps in logic there, but whatever, I, I get what you're going for. But instead, they're on a decline the whole way. Like, I looked at it again to be sure. Uh, and there's no, like like you said, Margo, two of the kids, get out of the way. So clearly they saw the huge convoy trying to <laughs> run them over. Um, but Like, I, is it just so that Diana can be like, huh, it's just between us when, like, Multiple people see her dressed as Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And like even at the beginning in the mall when she's like, haha, don't tell anyone that this is me, Wonder Woman. She's it's standing like, around like dozens of people. Yeah, there's so many people in the mall. There was no one like, yeah, this woman uh who looked absolutely stunning with gorgeous flowing black hair came and rescued <laughs> all of us. Yeah, when that little girl winked back at her, it looked like her whole head was about to lob off because she like leaned her head in <laughs> so far. It was like, oh no, honey. That's not how you wink. Uh, yeah. Like, that no was some bad acting her. at the start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Look, again, child like, actors, not their fault. I was kind of laughing at that scene where the dude just like stuck the little girl over the edge of the balcony and all of his criminal buddies are like, dude, don't do it. Put the kid down. Yeah, that was crazy <laughs> to me. <laughs> that the guys were like, oh, we're not getting away with this robbery. I'm going to throw oh And the God. thing is, okay, here's the thing. If you're at a two-story mall, look, I, I I know this is a weird take probably, but that kid's just going to have like two broken legs. She's not <laughs> going to die. Stories. Now, if he had okay. like flipped her around and was holding her I remember, I remember thinking there's, a, there's another layer below her. So if he drops her, someone that there can just catch her. Yeah, also was there was my- like a there was like a mob of people gathering at the bottom too. Why didn't someone just try to like stand <laughs> underneath her? But no one did. They all they all social distanced like twenty feet away and like Yeah. They, they did it back up. in nineteen eighty four, baby. Well, if she dies, she dies. Yeah, That's Darwinism. Not my problem. The main theme of this movie is Darwinism, <laughs> and Diana is like the counter Darwinism. She just helps all of the people who should have survived naturally. Like under normal circumstances, but she just has to like come in and save them anyways because they're just that stupid at surviving. So, so this is a completely different point, but just circling back to the beginning. In Spy, I'm not gonna lie, uh, you have opened my third eye with your uh, with your crazy theory that you've come up with. Because I'm not gonna lie, I was sitting here as as soon as you mentioned that, I was sitting here for the longest time. And I was like, well, Pedro Pascal's name is Maxwell Lord. What's the pun there? Like, to the max? But, like, he says that. So how is that? Like, the movie knows his name is Max. Like, But, no, I understand with the cheetah thing now. And and I'm actually, you know what? I'll say it. I'm pro uh, Spies Cheetah Girls theory. And I think this needs to be canonized. <laughs> um, but with, with all that He's a cheetah. He's a cheetah. Uh, <laughs> but with all that said, I think they could have reworked and maybe had a couple more scenes with the backstory stuff. Cause I'm not going to lie with the first movie, like one of the highlights for me and I get like, it's not to the same level because like, it's not necessarily as like 
fan servicey of hey here's a bunch of strong women but like the first movie does a really good job about that and then the, the this movie as well has like a great opening with it so i think they could have kept teaching lessons and the thing i didn't like is that wonder woman cheated and could have gotten away with it and everything would have been fine so it would have been cool if she like took a side path and then it didn't end up being what she thought it was. And then she finished last because of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that would have been a better lesson. Yeah. If she's like, I didn't like the idea. Shortcut and then it's a long cut and she's like. Yeah, because place. basically the moral is if your badass aunt is like there to grab you because you cheated, <laughs> you won't get away with it. But otherwise you would have been scot-free kid. <laughs> Honestly, what you did was smart. Like, work smarter, not harder. Take that shortcut, baby. Well, <laughs> well so and she only and she only did it because she fell off her horse. She wasn't like trying to cheat the system. Yeah, she was just trying to like get back to her horse. Well, is the only reason that they call her out on cheating is because her thing doesn't go off? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, so in that case, they should. What I think they should have done is like she should have hit the target first and then like everybody would be cheering for the next person and they would have said, oh, well, like you did finish first, but you didn't follow the rules or whatever. I don't know, just something to change it up, I guess. Because because when you mentioned that back up, I was like, I actually, yeah, I like the whole Olympics thing. But yeah, uh, I think this Nothing movie could have reworked more- it. It's just like... Just in just in concept, I like the Miraskira. I like seeing it. I really just want... Okay, here's my dream DC movie, right? I just want a movie that takes place only on the Miraskira, and it follows a lesbian couple of warrior Amazons around as they kick ass and take names <laughs> in the, the Miraskira Olympics. That's all I want yeah. from DC. Like a sports kind of movie. You wanted the side story. Yeah. Like Can Chris Pine Ferrari, be like a... but with lesbian Amazon women? Yes! Thank you. Margo gets what I'm going for here. <laughs> Wait, Todd, Todd, I heard yeah. what you were mentioning real quick. Finish your point, I guess, because I have can, some questions about that. <laughs> can can Chris Pine be like a cabana boy or something? Wait, here's the only thing I'm going to throw out to you, Todd. Um, yeah. Look, I, I actually, I like this, this side plot that we're getting from Spy. Um, Hey, just just speaking from an odd stance, dude that was born in 1901 or whatever, uh, more than likely homophobic in the story. So maybe don't put him on the island or Diana's going to have to teach him what gay people are. One of the two. Steve, I feel like he's an ally. I feel like tr- yeah. Steve Trevor is like the sword who's like, I'm cool with it. I can hey, I think he'd be initially even, even in 1901, he'd be one of those like, you know, hey. Uh, women kissing women, I can handle it. He'd be one of those like creepy accepting ones, and then he would eventually get to like, eventually he'd get to like a true moment where he'd befriend them. That would be like the you know, B plot like, of the movie. I feel like uh, he, I love it. I feel like he's bisexual and didn't realize it, and then as he lives on this island of women, and they like explain <laughs> gay shit to him, he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> explain forget the forget the ford v ferrari with lesbians let's just have a whole movie where they just explain lesbianism to chris pine (laughs) and he's he's really cool about it (laughs) well you see steve when a woman loves another woman and he immediately raises his hand and he's like but diana loves me and they're like no 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 steve steve this this is different, buddy. He's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then they uh, they have to show up. At, what's what's the band you're into? They have graphs. Fargo. <laughs> illustration. Mi- huh? Mitsiki. Mitsiki. They show them Mitsiki, maybe? Yeah. A single person, not a band. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yes. I, I knew that all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they show him Phoebe Bridgers, and he understands instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, do you guys have any other spoilers? Yeah, do you guys have any other spoilers you want to bring up? Um, I don't know. Can't wait for Wonder Woman 85. Yeah. I knew. (laughs) 
Oh, actually, okay, I guess we should talk about this because I'm sure the one guy that's here that's like, but you didn't talk about the end credits. Uh, yeah, we saw the end credits. Uh, cool, I guess. But they put the original Wonder Woman in it. Yeah, um, Linda Carter. Yeah, good for Linda Carter. Oh, real quick. This movie has a criminally bad soundtrack for being set in the 80s. Okay, so how come they didn't put Blue Monday in the movie? I thought it was going to be at the start. I don't know. I, I heard that was going to be... It, someone told me it was in the trailer, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to see that in the movie. And then it wasn't. They put the Wonder Woman, which is fine. Like I like the Wonder Woman score, but it's more like a like almost like a Superman blend of the score. I was like, play yeah. Blue Monday. Yeah, they really liked using that song that was like over and over again. You know, it's like the equivalent of how in the Avengers they use the exact same score for the two different characters that died on the Soul Stone planet. Like they just use the same music. They just did that in Wonder Woman 84 where it was just like over and over again. It's like, hey, Hans Zimmer, you guys like Hans Zimmer, right? Well, they also use Adagio 6, I think is what it's called, or Adagio N6, the thing that was in, like, 28 Days Later, I think, and it was also in Sunshine, and it's been in a bunch of other movies. It, unfortunately, it's not even, like, an original score thing that they used, or the first use of it, so, I don't know. I just feel like it could have done more with the music, but that's a random kind of comment. could have done more with everything, honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be mostly it uh, that that we have here. Uh, and again, if you want to hear two reviews uh, for We Can Be Heroes and uh, After We Collided, uh, stick around. Uh, thank you, uh, Margo. Oh, what's up? Can we let's tease one thing? One of them is better. Is maybe the best movie that came out on christmas one of them is maybe well, the best movie that came out of christmas we we can todd i'm not sure which one you wanted which one you're referring to but i, I mm -hmm. i'll tease this even more is of the two movies we're about to talk about one of them is the better movie where pedro pascal is in it <laughs> but, yes but hey <laughs> that's it uh thank you uh margo thank you spy uh for finishing uh, spoiler talk for Wonder Woman 84. Uh, your vast knowledge of Wonder Woman 1 through 83 provided so much intellect and intel uh, into this universe. You gotta see them all. You gotta see them all, everyone. It's, it's, it's like, like Star Wars. Yeah, 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 of course. This is You're really, just not gonna understand it. I mean, when they... Look, Wonder Woman 83 hinting at cats... It, it all circles back. It all circles back. When they back, showed but... Steve Trevor watching Cats on TV and just being absolutely horrified. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like Steve Trevor would like Cats just because he's never seen a movie. But could his brain from like Marco, the comprehend it? You have to understand. <laughs> That's right, he's never seen a movie. More than likely, Steve Trevor saw Train goes through screen. That's it. <laughs> I feel like like this is the same as like if you gave like a Victorian child like pop rocks, they would just explode. I feel like the same thing would happen <laughs> if you showed Steve Trevor Cats 2019. That almost happened to me and I'm from 2019. Exactly. Like if it affects us so deeply, imagine how it would affect someone who's never seen a movie before. He would love it. He'd be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I feel like. No, 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 I no, no. They would <laughs> so back to that's how they would explain gay stuff to Steve Trevor, the Samir Skira oh Amazon. Uh, like, you know Mr. Mistopheles and the Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> and he'd be like, I get it now. <laughs> He's like, oh, why even, didn't you just say so? It's even, the Rosetta even Stone for gay. <laughs> even better. They show Steve Trevor canonically, they show him portrait of a lady on fire and he's like oh okay i'm with it now i uh, i understand <laughs> oh man <laughs> i just we gotta I, show think Steve Trevor I, think if I think if he saw cats he would like throw up within the first minute <laughs> <laughs> but like give him a modified version that's also in 3d so he has to watch it through 3d glasses oh no robert and, 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 
and and the butthole thread, please. You can't forget yes. about the um, all that good stuff. But yeah, uh, two reviews after this. Uh, thank you again. Uh, those are coming three, two, one. All right. Um, so this is actually probably going to be uh, at the end of the Wonder Woman discussion, or it'll be sure. its own separate thing. Uh, we'll figure that out. But me and Todd are joining here together uh, to talk about two of the two of the smaller movies from this colossally big weekend. Uh, Todd, just curious. <laughs> This this isn't one of the movies we're we're talking about, but did you get a chance to see Midnight Sky? No, I haven't seen that yet. I don't know if I should or not. The length scares me. I I, I have seen nothing about that movie, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, all I know is all I know is what a, the 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 poster basically and the time, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'll, I might have a review for that, but uh, just the fact no one's really talking about it, I assume it's just a fine movie with some interesting yeah. visual effects. But uh, we'll get right into it. We're actually going to be talking about two movies after we collided and We Can Be Heroes. Uh, Todd, I'll actually let you choose. Which one do you want to talk about first? Let's do We Can Be Heroes. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll actually start on this, Todd. We differ in age. We've talked about this before. So that is why I say, to preface this, um, I'm a huge fan of Spy Kids. It's one of those movies I came to, like I I saw the critical response after, and I was like, "Sure, how how can these people that went and got their academia in this hate on these masterpieces? Um, (laughs) And and I've always had a soft spot for Robert Rodriguez's uh, films, especially because... I, you know, people make fun of Adam Sandler because he makes movies with his friends and it's like, ah, whatever, do what you want. But they're bad movies. Sure. And I feel like there's a similar thing with Robert Rodriguez because, I mean, Sharkboy and Lava Girl, for instance, his kid was just like, oh, hey, here's some of the ideas I'm coming out with. And he was like, ah, whatever, let's, let's make a movie about that. Uh, this is definitely in a similar vein. I actually haven't seen Spy Kids 4. I've heard that's pretty bad. I would, yeah. I would guess if, um, if I did see that, I'd say it's like a mix between the two because there are like some pretty cringy things that like will date it. But for the most part, I kind of dug this just from a nostalgia sense. Um, so, I, and not like I thought the movie was necessarily great in quality, but I, I thought some of the parents uh, for the superheroes were solid. Uh, there's a lot of bad child acting, but uh, that's standard for a Robert Rodriguez yeah, yeah, yeah. type of film like this. Um, but yeah, just just for the people that don't know, this is a, a semi-sequel to Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Um, it's about a group of heroes that gets, gets captured by aliens, uh, and then the kids have to figure out what's going on. But yeah, mm-hmm. Todd, Todd, what are your thoughts on this? So I don't have him as a nostalgia sort of thing from when I'm a kid, but I do really like uh, some of Robert Rodriguez's kid stuff because my kid watched them. So, you know what I mean? And sometimes uh, you end up kind of falling in love with these things to your children. So, uh, uh, Spy Kids was her favorite. She likes the sequels too. I'm not a big fan of the sequels to Spy Kids, but I like Spy Kids uh, quite a bit. And I like how Robert Rodriguez's like films just feel like they're made for kids with kids in mind. Like I, I just like the aesthetic, even though as you said, it's a little like hokey and weird looking. So I kind of liked this movie. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I do have one question, which is where is Taylor Lautner? He has nothing better to do. I, he okay. should have been in this that's, film. That's. That's the big, you know, <laughs> shark in the room here that we need yes. to address. I honestly, so honestly, that almost felt jarring because mm-hmm. it's not, it's not the fact. I don't know why they didn't get Taylor Lautner. I know there was an article about it, but I was like, oh, I'll just watch this when it comes out. Sure. It's the fact that the actor they replace him with looks nothing like Taylor yep. Lautner. <laughs> it's just some dude. Yeah. <laughs> And if they had gotten someone like he was a kid in that movie, so you could be like, oh, well, he grew up and looked different. That happens. That's fine. But just some random guy. But yeah, no, I I agree with what you're saying. And and this is actually in the same vein. I think I could show a kid Speed Racer for the most part. And it has an interesting uh, color palette. It's nice and like bright. Um, I don't know. I, I really like the fact that something like this still exists in. Uh, 
mm-hmm. like 2020, even though like Spy Kids, I mean, Spy Kids came out, the third one came out like 2007, 2008, I want to say. So it's been a while. Sure. But yeah, o- overall, uh, pretty fun movie. You're going to, you know, roll your eyes a couple times, but eh, with, <laughs> uh, if you're an adult, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where if you liked his other films for kids, you'll probably for the most part like this. It's it's cute, you know what I mean? It's got like fun parts to it. Superhero kids is a is a theme that just works for a kids film. So yeah, I liked it. Yeah, cool. cool. Oh, what would you give it out of ten? Just curious, Todd. I gave this six. Okay, I was I was leaning that way. I was kind of on a high five but i i think i'd watch it again and i think i'd go with a a light six um yeah next we'll move on to what what people probably would assume uh would be the worst review that we'd give uh now here's what they don't understand about me i'm not sure about you todd and and we'll get to you first Mm -hmm. uh so after we collided is a film that is a sequel to the fan fiction about a girl uh who gets to fall in love with a Harry Styles type, I think. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be Harry Styles, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... So, one of the questions before we get into uh, the actual review, is the guy who's playing Harry Styles actually British? Oh, I don't know, but it's a great question because his accent seems very questionable. It seems it, like it an does. accent it, I could do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I told yeah, I told my girlfriend and I, I put in the review when I was watching New Mutants, I was like, mm-hmm. I know in my head, Macy Williams is from the UK, but when I hear her accent in this movie, it, it makes me think otherwise. It uh, sounds wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, okay, so here's the thing. The first movie, I never really watched the first movie. I think I watched like a a, a pretty much it about it that was like making fun of it. Um and those guys are, are pretty funny. Um, but with that said, my girlfriend was just like, hey, I want to watch some trash. And I was like, oh, well, there's this is this is the prime prime time trash right here. Um, and I'm not going to lie. It, look, it's it's a terrible, abysmal movie. But with that said, I had a blast with this. Um, it is awful <laughs> in all the greatest ways possible. Um, yeah. Todd, what, what did you think, though? <laughs> so I watched both this afternoon. Uh, and I, oh, I knew, really? Yeah, I knew only a very limited amount about them. Uh, but my, I watched these actually uh, uh, with my wife and uh, <laughs> family uh, because they love YA fiction and like trashy stuff like that. So we watched these and we really enjoyed the first one a lot. And then I think by the time we got to the second one, I think fatigue had set in in terms of how it was done because the second one I didn't I didn't like quite as much as the first one personally but it still has a ton of trash in it that's really fun. I mean if you want to go and watch these movies you really have to be ready for it to be like horrible because they are horrible. But the second one, uh, after we collided, I don't know. I like it was getting into her job and all of this stuff, and I I just wanted to see more fighting, uh, and like <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it got into things I didn't like as much, but it's I, it's still a satisfying experience. Like I completely respect people who like these movies, and I'll still probably watch the next couple because as we won't we don't have to get into spoilers, but it sure ends on a cliffhanger. So, <laughs> of course, yeah, we, we really have to stick around for the for the next part. Um, yeah. I, it's good you mentioned that because, yes, uh, while I do agree with you, it's it's uh, less centered around the trash stuff. I kind of liked that it was like, she's a plucky intern at this writing institution. And then it was also that same storyline of getting back together. And I was like, yes. these two don't go together at all. <laughs> it's the worst couple ever. Uh, like, oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> and that's what makes there's, it entertaining. There's a yeah. whole lot of questions. About, and okay, here's the question I had: Do they mm-hmm. do they talk about the backstory that they give the main character, or sorry, the main guy character in this movie? Do they talk about that in the first one? 
the what do they do they talk about what you went out for a second sorry oh sorry and his his like backstory like his his trauma no no okay, that was that's very dark. shocking yes it is very dark that's the the thing the second movie got like so dark that a couple times i was just like oh this is even weird for me yeah it got like very yeah, dark. yeah. <laughs> but it is a train wreck. It's like a wonderful train wreck. I think if I had seen them a year apart from each other, I would have liked it even more. Uh, so I don't recommend watching these back to back. I'll say that. But I, I get okay, the appeal. No, that's of, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I get the appeal of this world, though. It's very fun. It reminds yeah, me. Of, um, I, saw, I saw somebody wrote that it's kind of like a, a kids bop meets. Fifty Shades of Grey, or uh, well, well, okay. In a way, in a way, here's the thing: Fifty Shades of Grey is like um, I can't even. It's like PTA Mom's Wine Night, you know, Twilight. So, (laughs) yes, basically. What was funny was the whole time I was watching the movies, I was thinking, "Man, Robert, a young Robert Pattinson would nail this role," and then I realized it's because. That kid is basically just doing a Robert Pattinson from Twilight impression for like <laughs> most of the movies is is yeah. him basically just trying to replicate that sort of energy. So it's funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, just curious, what would you give this out of ten? Because I, I might have a quick spoiler thing I, I, I have to say at the end, but what would you give okay, this out yeah. of ten? Todd? Probably I'm leaning towards four. I'm saying I'm thinking right now. Yeah. I haven't made up my mind yet, though. Yeah, I would be in a similar camp, mostly because I like to save four out of ten for, like, a a masterpiece in terms of it's terrible, but it's really fun to watch. Uh, Most famously in that that ranking is uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip, uh, which I saw (laughs) with my friends after the big short. And uh, we loved it. And I didn't know, like, the thing is, I didn't know, I was like, Okay, it's a bad movie, but I I really enjoyed myself. Yeah, um, that happens. So, but that happens. Yeah. So, so here's the quick spoiler again. If anybody who hasn't seen After We Collided, um, don't stick around. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. So, the one thing I was going to mention to you real quick, I I was calling things about this movie left and right, which isn't like that yeah. commendable, I will admit, but. <laughs> um, the Cole Sprouse character, I was like, he's going to be the one to answer the phone. And then he did, and he was like, you got to leave her alone. You're bad for her. And then the other right. part that I called with his character is I was like, oh, he's definitely going to walk out on the – A, I called the girlfriend not leaving. And B, I was like, Cole Sprouse is going to be out on the ledge waiting for her. And he was. <laughs> he was. It is a. It is funny. I do have one correction to make, though. It is, in fact, Dylan Sprouse. Is it Dylan Sprouse? It's the twin. It's the twin in that movie. Yeah, that's Dylan okay. Sprouse. Gotcha. <laughs> my my apologies for the for the Sprouse stands out there that I that no, I mixed them up. There is a Sprouse uh, yeah, stand I, in my family. That is how I know. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, I was I was gonna mention as well. Um, this is the epitome. I don't know if you've seen like the the memes of it, but like the the virgin child, uh, the virgin Kyle and the righteous Chad or whatever. Like every time someone makes oh, fun yeah. of those, this is like I need to send a picture of it real quick. Uh, but it, anybody on the internet, just Google that and it'll show up for you. Uh, that's going to be the end of this episode, though. Thank you again, Todd. And uh, probably also Margot and Spy, even though I might have already thanked them. Who knows? Um, but, yep, that's the end of this episode. See ya. Bye.